Hi, I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in to Sheet Arbor Radio 94.7 or on the World Wide Web at Sheet Arbor Radio. And we are, we have the honor of uh, speaking with Rebecca Atkinson, who is a local entrepreneur that has established a sobering brewing company. And Rebecca is originally from the area. I'm sorry, but I'm not exactly sure, Rebecca, how to pronounce your mom's first name. Merrill. Merrill. Yeah, M-E-R-Y-L. So uh, Merrill is the owner of Henley House Pub here in the area, and Rebecca's dad is Dr. Atkinson here in the area. It's been a long time. Both Rebecca and your sisters and brother and mom and dad, have, you're originally from the area here, aren't you? Uh, born in Wales. Um, moved here when I was almost four, so. Oh, okay. Yep, just uh, grew up here, so this is home. <laughs> Interesting, very good, very yeah. good. So, uh, Rebecca, the reason that we we'd like to sit down and do a quick lunar interview, approximately twenty minutes or so, is just uh, as a local entrepreneur here on the Eastern Shore, maybe uh, you can just offer some pointers of uh, you know what exactly it took for you to get your business off the ground and get it going, and some of the challenges and some of the challenges maybe with uh, your location and so on and so forth and. We'll just take it from there. We'll just yep. open it up for, for... So, would you like to give our listeners a little bit of uh, background on your own behalf? Anything you'd like to throw in there from, you know, your childhood and your, your <laughs> the education? And... Yeah, sure. Um, so, like I said, I was born in Wales in the UK um, and moved here uh, when I was close to four years old. So, grew up here, went to um, the elementary school in Duncan McMillan and graduated from there. Uh, as many teenagers here, I'm sure everyone wants to, you know, get out of here as quick as they can after, since it's a quiet little area, but, um, after moving around to several different places, I always found myself coming back here after, uh, university, where I graduated with a tourism management degree. Um, so yeah, I kept moving back and decided that I would work here in the summer and live here in the summer because it's beautiful and I think it's paradise. Um, but in the winter it's kind of slow and quiet and dreary with the weather. Um, so I was going to travel. So the first time traveling was when I came up with the idea for the brewery. And so I haven't okay. traveled yeah. in the winter since. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, was, I went back to Wales for five months um, almost four years ago now, and I saw an oyster stout on tap, and it said brewed with fresh oysters, um, and so I thought we needed that product here in Nova Scotia. I hadn't heard of it before, um, so just really unique, and we have great oysters in the province, and beer was kind of taking off, and I always knew I wanted to do something in food and beverage, so uh, with my degree and everything, and just got started right away when I came home. What is your degree again? Tourism management. Tour, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that sort of all goes into the whole management cycle yeah. of... Yeah, it's a business yeah. degree. It's a business degree in... With a focus in tourism, and my focus was in food and beverage. Okay, so the beverage definitely fits in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the food, I suppose, with the pub as well, so... So that's sort of the visit back to Wales sort of led to... My next question was... 
what was the deciding factor in a, in establishing a microbrewery? And, and I guess that sort of answers that question right there. <laughs> yeah, and, well, like, just wanting to be at home, too, and not really knowing what I was going to do with my life. Um, it was just kind of I saw this on tap, and that was it. Like, I, this was what I had to do kind of thing. So just got started right away. So Rebecca, what were some of the challenges of uh, starting your company in in this location, or just in general, uh, looking at it from an entrepreneur uh, point of view? Was it uh, many great challenges for you? Some maybe just some general pointers for if there's anyone that wants to or they're contemplating status establishing a business here on the Eastern Shore. Not a microbrewery. <laughs> We're not going to get into any trade secrets or anything and persuade anyone to do that. But is there any any advice that you would offer that uh, from your point that or maybe some of the hurdles, some of the bigger hurdles that you had to get over? Yeah, so I think that there's challenges in starting the company. There's also challenges throughout running the company and everything too. Um, but with the startup of the company, I was lucky because mom owns the pub and restaurant, so she um, knew sort of the drill, you know, to register the company name and to get a business number and to incorporate, sort of all of those steps. Um, I could get advice from her. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my biggest piece of advice for anyone looking to start a company would be to find people who have been through what they've, what they're going to go through kind of thing okay. so that they can, yeah. you know, they're not searching for answers that someone's already come up with. Uh, so there's lots of people and lots of resources out there where you can get, uh, answers. You know, there's, um, our local CBDC Blue Water up in Porter's Lake. Uh, they have tons of resources there. Uh, Futurepreneur for young entrepreneurs and uh, lots of business hubs too around the province and lots of online resources. So yeah, definitely, you know, don't so go the, at it alone. It's been done before. So so do not recreate the wheel whatsoever. Take right. advantage of what has been done in the past. And, yeah, exactly. And the online resources you just mentioned, they're probably very, very numerous. And Yep, there is for sure. And that can get overwhelming too, trying to find, you know, your answers in all of these different resources. But there are certain places that you can just go and, you know, ask the questions. And if they don't have them, the answers, then they'll just send them over to wherever they can get them. <laughs> I, I, when I was thinking about the questions for this interview, it was, uh, one of the ones was your, your decision to establish the brewery here. And I know that you're attached to the Henley house, which mm -hmm. is your mom's business, but were there any other deciding factors? Was it because you wanted to boost the, uh, the, the business, uh, sort of thing on the eastern shore or was that just and if there if it's a personal reason you you don't feel don't feel obligated but yeah no for sure um I guess it never crossed my mind to do it anywhere else I always found myself coming back here like I said um so I wanted to create an opportunity for myself and you know hopefully for the community too with the business so um taking the brewing company name as well, Sober Island Brewing Company. Obviously, yes. the area um, makes sense for that, too. 
and uh, yeah, it it just never dawned on me that I would do it anywhere else, and or that it would be any more difficult to do it here than it would be anywhere else. So. Okay, I I didn't know if there were any uh, particular resources that were available for in the province for establishing in a rural more than a urban atmosphere, or yeah, unfortunately just, not. There's no yeah. okay. Um, that was something that I was shocked about. You know, when I was calling around um, to look for funding and stuff, uh, I called Canada Business and asked. You know, I said I'm, you know rural, young, female, looking to open mm-hmm. a business, like, what resources are there for me? And I was informed that there weren't any anymore because no one was taking advantage of them. And so that's the shame when they do put money out there for, you know, youth and rural business and stuff. If it's not taken advantage of, then the money gets shifted in, into somewhere else where it will be. They focus their efforts somewhere else sort of thing. Yeah. So you want people to go out there and start using these resources so that they are available, you know, to help grow the rural areas. So check to see what's there and take advantage of it if at all possible. Because, uh, so you basically built your own resources then. You you looked at what, what you could build your own resource from and took it from there. I was going to ask you any advice on any local resources that are out there and I guess there's not so you sort of just developed your own then. Well there wasn't any government funding Um, so obviously if you can get any money from the government for starting a business like that's that's the best kind of money. Yeah right you're not having loans with uh, big debt and interest and stuff on them but that wasn't an option for me, so I did take a 10-week ten ten week incubator uh, course through Mashup Lab. Okay, um, yeah. So it's just kind of like getting your business idea um, from the ground up kind of thing, like really getting it into uh, movement. So I learned about a lot of resources through that, um, which that's great too. Uh, there's the course is amazing and I owe a lot of uh, credit to to Andrew Button from Mashup Lab for that but uh, yeah there's like Futurepreneur um, so that's mm-hmm. for youth uh, 39 and under they'll give money and resources too and they have a lot of panel discussions and networking events and stuff which just open the doors to even more resources when you get out there talking to people. So is that regardless of location of where you wish to start your business? So yeah. you could be in Sheet Arbor or you could be in other rural parts of the province and you could still take advantage of those that yeah. you just mentioned? Even in Halifax. It's actually across Canada, Futurepreneur. Okay. Um, so they don't, they're not focused on where you're opening the business. They're focused on that you're uh, youth opening a business. Okay. Yeah, that's their main focus. And then the CBDC Blue Water, um, they do lending as well, and they do different programs, not just for youth, but for any rural business. And that one does focus in our area. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're more rural than yeah. urban type type setting. Yep. Okay. And that, that probably leads into, uh, what was the name of the program, the 10-week program? Mashup Lab. Mashup Lab. Yeah. 
So in that, I had uh, just a note here, just with regards to the importance of goals and, and staying focused on your goals and that. I guess that's one of the basic things that we learn in life right from the start <laughs> is. And uh, did you find you had any problem or did they, did Mashup Lab help you focus on your goals and take it from there? Or? Yeah, actually it was through Mashup Lab. Like I thought I'd just instantly, you know, get $2 million and build a nice ah. big facility and go straight to Silver Island kind of thing. Uh, Mashup Lab, well, Andrew Button, who runs it, uh, helped me kind of take a step back and, you know, look at it from a realistic point of view, like being 27 at the time, you know, no money, no house to put <laughs> yeah. down for, yeah. you know, for uh, any credit or anything like that. Um, so we developed the three-phase plan uh, the first phase being our startup in our small 40-liter brewing system mm -hmm. that we did at the top of the Henley House Pub and Restaurant. And then our uh, second phase, which is where we're at now, which is the smaller brewery attached to the pub and restaurant. And then the third phase being Sober Island. Did I just recently see something with regards to a new piece of equipment or a new... Yeah, so we just added a... A double size tank in there so it almost doubles our capacity within the brewery um, and although like it looks really big we are still one of the smaller breweries in the province um, because we just can't keep up with our oyster stout and SLC sales and keep up with all of our other sales as well okay so, okay just to offer so, different styles and so expansion is definitely in the future then it's definitely yeah. in your in yeah your for sure yeah, we had to do that now, um, and then this double tank will also help us, uh, you know, work out the balance of that uh, debt-to-equity ratio so that, you know, when we do go to borrow to do the building on the island, the bank might say yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have a proven track record. Yeah, that exactly. Some equity and that so on to, yeah. So with that said, what does a typical day look like for you uh, as an entrepreneur? And does it pose any challenges being rural? What what does your typical day look like, Rebecca? When you any advice on how you can cope with it for any potential entrepreneurs? Or yeah, um, well, lots of advice on the coping side. Uh, I guess I'll touch on the uh, the everyday or the typical day uh, first. So, I mean, being rural, I travel a lot uh, for deliveries and, yeah. and meetings and stuff. Yeah, so that in itself is a challenge. I'm on the road uh, quite often. Not a deterrent, but... Yeah, nope, just... Um, it just doesn't allow me to do all the work in the brewery either. Like, so if I have to be out delivering... There's got to be people working in the brewery too, so the product can get out there. Like it when you kind of grow, <laughs> yeah, when you grow a bit, you have to like let stuff go too, and you know give control to other people, and uh, you know you can't control everything. Right. So uh, yeah, I have to have staff and and stuff like that. So my typical day is deliveries, or you know I could be in the brewery doing canning, or you know we could be set up in it an event somewhere, a beer fest, every day is totally different. There's not, there's never a day where I'm like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen today. 
because even some days where I'm like, I'm just going to set aside, you know, three hours and get mm -hmm. emails and paperwork done, that can be taken away so fast just from something else coming up. Just a phone needs, call or a piece yep. of equipment that decides it's not going to cooperate yeah, that day exactly. or, or whatever. Yeah, something else that requires your attention you know, immediately, so. Could be a shipping. Do you have any problems with shipping and so on for your... your yeah, uh, sometimes. Um, some items won't get shipped here because certain delivery trucks don't um, come to our come area. Okay. Um, so either I'll have to pay more to get it shipped by a company that does, or I get it shipped up um, to my friend's place in Antigonish, and then okay. I'll just pick it up there. So can you say that it's it's been rewarding? Is, is your life balanced right now? <laughs> is it is it rewarding for to be eh, not so much your own boss? I guess we're never our own boss, regardless right. of what business we decide that we want to start and so on. And we still answer to whatever those answers the business. have. Right, the business. The business so needs. Yep. You find yeah. it, is you are you balanced? Is it rewarding? Are you is it? It's definitely rewarding. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned about myself through opening the brewery is really where my passion lies. So I really get into sort of rural economic development. Um, I sit on a couple different boards. Uh, so like the Chamber of Commerce and I'm on an advisory committee for a rural innovation fund. And so those things you know, really get me going, and uh, I just, you know, love to see our community kind of growing or starting to thrive, or, you know, more people visiting, mm -hmm. or more people moving here, more youth involved, and, and all of that, so more, more business, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we have this beautiful area that I think people have just kind of forgotten about, or never even think to come to, and we just have so much to offer and there's so much opportunity here, so much potential. So um, that's been one of the most rewarding things uh, is realizing that passion for sure. As for life being balanced, I'm working on it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's a battle, yeah, because it is. It's whatever the business needs and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, put my needs in there somewhere to... Uh, you kind of can get bogged down with business stuff and, uh, you know, forget about your own physical health, mental health, um, just, yeah, the basic balance, so. So that's something that a potential entrepreneur has to maybe look at it as a, a goal or make sure it's a priority in their life as well, that they don't jump in and forget about themselves because, uh, if you do lose focus on yourself, then your business could suffer from that as well. Yeah. Could. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that I've realized a lot of lately, or definitely within, you know, the last nine months or so, I guess. Um, I know exactly what it's like to have the business sort of take over, and then getting the feeling that you want some balance and then you start taking time for yourself and then it's like a guilt kind of sets in because you're like well I'm not totally focusing on the business mm -hmm. right now either yeah. it's kind of you get really hard on yourself I find um or 
that's my personality with the business. Um, so just trying to, you know, say to myself, like, it's okay to take time. And, you know, the business will do better if I'm more balanced in these areas, right. too. Right, you can so. focus and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get creative and, and so on, yeah. So does that lead you to look towards the future can, with that balance? Uh, if you look around, if you drive around the province, it looks like the microbrewing industry is sort of becoming a bit competitive out there. Without giving any trade secrets, without <laughs> giving any future plans or even any indication whatsoever of where you're going with your business other than your expansion, do you have a good a good plan in place for the future? Do you see yourself uh, where you would like to be in the future without, without uh, giving away any of your trade <laughs> secrets or anything? But. Yeah, no. Um, it's... It's getting more competitive for sure, but mm -hmm. it's an interesting industry that we're in because, you know, we're all part of craft beer, you know, and then there's macro beer. So like the Keiths and the Budweiser and stuff. So they still own the largest portion of the market. So basically what we want to do is just grow the craft beer market, right? So there's room okay. for everyone if we can take more of that macro market you know, get more people drinking local um, because in the end it supports many other local businesses like hops and malt and different ingredients and like the soap company that we do our... Yes, the soap company that, that I products. just found out about just like within the last hour that yeah. uh, uses a byproduct from your yep. from your brewing, yeah. And then it's very, very interesting we co-promote. So I think that's pretty important because... Uh, I believe in um, co-promoting awesome businesses on the Eastern Shore so that, you know, we all get more awareness and uh, right. sort of more of that emotional buy-in. Uh, so we also work with Hardy Wares as well. They make a pickle and they make marmalade oh, with their okay. beer too. Are they local here in the area? Yeah, so they're down in uh, Nikumta. Okay. Yep. Okay, is that product sold here locally in the area? Yeah, it's actually at Foodland. Um, okay. So when you first go in, it's on the display shelf there. And uh, their products used at the Henley House. And then they also go around to farmer's markets throughout the province. So just looking at your entrepreneur right now, entrepreneurship, uh, there's more there than what appears than the sober olive brewing. And the reason that I asked the question with regards to your plans and the competitiveness is just no one should be discouraged by if there's if they have a thought for a business and maybe the the competitive competitive part of it maybe results in them deciding not to start that business because there's lots of room then as you just sort of alluded to for competition in that regardless of how much it yeah. appears to be. And I think too that people get really stuck on the competition side mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Like you know, if there's another restaurant down the road or another salon or another microbrewery, they think, you know, maybe they shouldn't open. But really, you know, we're not in competition with our neighbors. We're in competition with the rest of the world to get people choosing Nova Scotia, you know, rural Nova Scotia, the Eastern Shore, to live in, you know, to work in, to travel to, because ultimately that's what what grows that's what grows our economy yeah. that's what grows our, our beautiful 
province that we have here. Yeah, so even yeah. Um, there's a new microbrewery starting up in Muscadabit Harbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Harbor, Harbor Brewing, I think it's called. Um, yeah, and that to us is, you know, it's totally fine. It's great if we could have a little, you know, craft beer trail coming down the eastern shore too. And it's nice when you look at maps and you see more points on the eastern shore, you know, right. developing all the time because on many maps, the eastern shore is just, it's just blank for a lot of different things like farmer's markets maps sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, before yeah. us, there wasn't a little mark for craft breweries either, you know, just stuff like that. Um, local food restaurants kind of thing. You know, you'd have more of those now. And so it was just always discouraging when there's this big gap on the eastern shore and dots around all the other places in the province. But mm -hmm. now we're starting yeah. to see marks on the map for the eastern shore. So. Speaking of which, the food part of it, I hear that your mom has hired a new chef. Yep. And I hear a lot of favorable... Uh, someone was mentioned to me the other day about Burger Day. Oh, yes. And how good the burgers are. And They're phenomenal. I eat one yeah, every Wednesday. Yeah, I so <laughs> I think we should all try to make a goal in our life to try one of your mom's new burgers yeah. on Burgers Day. It's always different if every not. Wednesday, and uh, she comes up with some really, really great ones. So it's nice, too, seeing more locals come through the door, um, getting burgers on Wednesday and stuff. We were trying to figure out ways to uh, boost the foot traffic. Um, good, on good. Wednesdays and that seems to have really taken off and we do a lot of burgers I think last week it was like 63 burgers on Wednesday or something wow. which is yeah was the record breaker and that was a Big Mac-esque burger so it was the Henley Mac attack it was excellent <laughs> which uh, the burger is probably just an, an example of the type of food quality that you can get there. I'm sure all of the food. If the burgers are good, everything is good. <laughs> yeah, it's been so, really nice. Uh, it's really good. And the new chef, too. a good burger with a good sober good beer. Own, good beer. Yep. Sober own beer. <laughs> That's the idea. So a bit of the, the wrapper interview up here, uh, Rebecca, is if you had one piece of advice that anyone that's starting a or considering on starting a business here along the eastern shore, one piece of advice that you could give them. What do you think it would be, like just a general? Um, if they have an idea, I say to tell people, don't keep it in, you know, if they're afraid of people taking their idea and running with it. Um, the more people that you tell, chances are you're going to get help with resources more than someone trying to, to steal a business idea and run with it. Um, because at in the end of the day, uh, if you have a business idea, you've also got the passion behind it too. Yes. And not everyone's going to have that same passion or, or vision. So uh, the value of you know the people that you meet and the resources that you find just through telling your idea and you know showing your passion for it, uh, it's... It's huge. So it passion a is a really large part of it. And yeah. to identify the passion. So piece of advice would be to identify that passion and take it and, and run with it. And don't yeah, keep it bottled up. Yeah. The idea. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what drives me. 
um, you know, is my passion for the, the area and my business. And uh, that passion develops, you know, through the everyday life of the business as well. It's not uh, not just the startup. So. Is there anything you'd like to add, Rebecca? Anything um, that you... Yeah, I think, you know, if anyone wanted to open a business on the Eastern Shore and they had any questions, like, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. I would love to to help anyone or, you know, if they're look, just looking for resources or, you know, just general knowledge about starting a business, I would be... Again, to go back to you've already found the, the, the resources, you've already identified them, and rather than them try to start right from the foundation part of it you've already built that part of it so they could go to you they could turn to you to to get answers to questions that you would automatically be able to give them where yeah you call and here not, and call there and yep great and not that i know you know all of it or anything but i could certainly help them uh, move in the right direction or contact you know the right person for the right resources and even just to have that support too um, being an entrepreneur can be really lonely sometimes, or mm -hmm. it feels yes. lonely. Um, so, you know, just reaching out and knowing that you have someone to reach out to uh, just for, you know, mental support or um, just, you know, the business support in general is I think invaluable. that's a great offer. It's a great offer. <laughs> and uh, it's really good to see someone young start a business here in the community, be successful, and keep it here in the community, and live here in the community, and plan to grow in the community. Yeah, I hope to inspire I'm, more. I'm glad that you've done it, and I'm glad you're staying here, and I'm glad <laughs> that you're supporting our our community, and, and, and just uh, treating everyone here with with a nice smile every day. And <laughs> well, thank and, you. I appreciate and it. And there's probably this, uh, this interview, it will be, uh, it will be on Sheet Harbor Radio. Mm -hmm. It may one point become a podcast down the road. Cool. And who knows who on in the world may listen to it. <laughs> and for those that you've heard the name Sober Island, Sober Island is a local community. Here, adjacent to Sheet Harbor, Watts Action. And for them to find out exactly where that name came from and exactly why you chose the name for your business, I think that uh, we'll leave it to them to stop by Henley House <laughs> and ask personally with a burger and a good sober island beer. That sounds great. All right, we're not going to give it to them. They have to come here in earnest. Sounds good. To find out how the name and where it came from. Okay? Perfect. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you very much for your time, your busy schedule. And Thank you. we, uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future. Sounds Thank good. you. Take care.